time to talk travel as we get closer and closer to think maybe about going internationally. Oh, hello, Sally Lucas. What Hi, can you Jane. tell us? How are you? <laughs> well, I thought we'd start with that because I guess a lot of people are thinking. I mean, we find so far our inquiry level is mainly for people wanting to visit family, which is understandable. Um, so I think the general travelling public is still sitting on the fence a little bit about international travel until a bit more is known. Um, I think the main thing everyone's worried about is travel insurance. You know, and people are saying, oh, what's the value of travel insurance? But the thing is, you can still slip over on wet cobblestones and break your wrist or, you know, you can miss a flight or you can prank your hire car or, you know, Absolutely. there's lots of other things that you've still got to be covered for. Um, and the government will be releasing, you know, more information as we go on. But DFAT, which always is on the side of caution, of course, has got do not travel warnings to just about every country in the world except New Zealand. <laughs> but I'm sure that will change as time goes on. But the other thing to remember when you're travelling, remember that we have some reciprocal health care arrangements with countries overseas. Now, just to name some of them, you've got it's Finland, Italy, Malta, the Netherlands, Norway, New Zealand, Ireland, Slovenia, Sweden and the UK. Each agreement is different, but if it's fall sick, for example, with COVID, you could expect to be treated in a public hospital in those countries. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that's quite interesting, Italy, who really was at the worst of it at the beginning, as you remember, Jane, Mm. Now, it's, it's the most vaccinated country. So it's one of the safest to go to, and apparently they're very, very strict. Um, they've got a, what, a green pass system that has to prove the holder's been vaccinated, recovered from the virus, or tested negative, and that's required to enter like bars, restaurants, museums, railway stations, with a fine for non-compliance of up to €1,000. Um, apparently, the Australian government has promised the vaccine passport that's under development will be internationally recognised. So that should be sufficient to allow you entry where in Italy where they require the green pass. Mm-hmm. Um, but from all workers from this from today are required in Italy are required to have a green pass, like waiters, bus drivers, everyone, guides, hotel staff. That means that Italy carries a low risk of catching or passing on infection. So that, that's really interesting. And they're saying they expect to have the population fully vaccinated before the end of 2021. Mm, that's so, amazing. And it's such a popular destination, isn't it, for us? Oh, yes, absolutely. And then you may remember Tony Wheeler, who established the Lonely Planet, saying he did sell it a while back now, but he's living in London. He got special exemption to be able to fly over there in July. He has a house in Kensington. But he was saying how different it is over there. He, he reckons we're, we're too slow. And he said the great thing, or one of the big positives in um, the UK, is that, that they have free rapid antigen testing, um, which they can get a, a test kit from a local town hall, and you can check that you're COVID-free in 15 minutes any time you want. So that's really interesting, isn't it? That is interesting. Um, I believe they can be expensive, though. That's the only thing. Nobody quite knows how much they're going to cost here. But... No, we haven't said just how much or, you know, you don't know. But I guess if you if you want to be sure, you, you'll pay the money, won't you, to be Absolutely. sure that you're safe, mm. really, and when it comes to that. But he said, just in London, he said, even at the theatre, there was only once they've been asked to show their vaccination status. And they had two weeks in Greece recently where they never saw any QR code check-ins, nor vaccination requests, etc. So, and even in Britain, he's saying that, or in Greece as well, it's far from 100% wearing masks, even on public transport. So, I guess, you know, they really are just going with the flow, aren't they? Yes, and there will probably be some more uh, technicalities we'll have to comply with or or forms to fill in or, well, applications to, yeah. You know, checking at airport's going to be a whole different thing now. You know, they're going to try and make it much 
smoother, which will be a good thing, so we won't have the long queues and thing anymore, but you're still going to have to get there early. Yeah. Like they're talking about using robots, which they're already using in Oslo and even in Christchurch that guide you to where you need to go. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, so there's going to be, you know, it's all going to be like recognition of space rather yes. than having to, you know, Less, less touching of everything. I guess yeah. that's what I'm trying to say as yes. well. Yeah. So, yeah. Including so other be, people, yeah. Yeah, including other people as well. Um, also, Jay, I thought I'd mention that the cruise ships are champing at the bit to get down here. As you know, we've got no international cruise vessels allowed down here at the moment. They're all eager to come and they've got some wonderful itineraries planned. But one, I thought, because so not till 2024, so you've got a long way off to plan for this, but it's a circumnavigation of Australia. It took for 28 days. And I thought, how marvellous. I mean, you couldn't drive around Australia in 28 days, obviously, unless you I don't think you could anyway. <laughs> you, and would you want to? But, like, this is wonderful. It's leaving, you can leave from Sydney or Brisbane, and then it's going up to Airlie Beach, Cairns, Ambon, um, and then it's taking around Darwin, uh, Koori Bay, which is in the remote Kimberley area, which has got magnificent escarpments along that Kimberley area, the Yampi Sound and Raft Point in that area as well, Broome, Exmouth, Fremantle, Albany, Adelaide, Melbourne and back to Sydney. Mm. So what a wonderful itinerary. This is June 2024. Bookings are open from two days ago and, um, yeah, I believe the prices are going to start from under $7,000 lead-in. That's not bad for 28 nights and that's... Everything included, you know. So, Following right. Matthew Flinders' uh, oar strokes or whatever it was. <laughs> you mightn't be able to take your cat. <gasps> true, true. <laughs> Sally, that's and something well, to dream about. Yeah, and lots of other cruise companies, Jane, have got heaps of itineraries planned. Lots of, uh, 34 itineraries alone planned by one company to the Arctic, doing all different areas of the Arctic region. Mm. And, of course, Antarctica as well. I think people are looking at those destinations because, Obviously, there's no population in the Antarctic as such, except on a couple of stations. But even in the Arctic, like it's a very low populous area, so people perceive that to be a lot safer. Yes, and all makes these sense. vessels now, mm. they're, they're really up to scratch with everything imaginable as far as you know, protocols and safety and all that sort of thing. So I think you'll find that cruising will probably come back but probably more the uh, smaller vessels and the more expedition-style vessels. Mm, fewer people. Yeah. Oh, nice to have something to look forward to. Thank you, Sally Lucas.